I'm so thankful to the Lord for that, that I heard that message that night and it just really gripped my heart. Roxanne worked second shift, which meant getting home late every night. But one evening was different. Instead of her favorite rock station, she found Focus on the Family on the radio. I didn't find out until sometime later that I actually, you know, got saved or born again or, you know, gave my heart to the Lord that night. I just knew that I prayed the prayer at the end. So I just, you know, was probably by that time, almost 1230, it would take me about half of an hour to drive home and just driving in my car, crying and filled with peace and joy and, and just feeling the presence of the Lord. It was wonderful. I'm Jim Daly. Working together, we can save more families like Roxanne's every month. Become a friend to Focus on the Family and invest in this ministry. Call 800-A-FAMILY or donate at focusonthefamily.com family. Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. In the New Testament book of Hebrews, chapter 13, God reminds us to keep the marriage bed pure. That's verse 4. And when you treat God's gift of sex in your marriage with respect, you can experience deeper intimacy as a couple. I'm John Fuller, along with Dr. Greg Smalley and his wife, Erin. And uh, we're going to hear more of a conversation today that Jim Daly had with Bill and Pam Farrell, who described some creative ways for showing sexual interest to your spouse with something they called code words. You talk about code words uh, in Red Hot Monogamy. (laughs) Uh, What is a code word? Well, it really goes back to Red Hot Monogamy book has eight chapters in it. The Song of Solomon has eight chapters in it. So we're really drawing on the advice of that real couple in the Bible. Mm -hmm. I mean, God obviously thought sex was important because he put a whole book there that talks about Red Hot Monogamy. And... We think that sex was God's secret a long time before it was Victoria's secret. <laughs> so let's reclaim that gift. There you go. And um, that real-life couple, they use codes when they were interested in giving out the clue, baby, I'm a want you. Right, because um, it's so personal and it's something that's so private between the two of you that if you make it too raw, it loses interest over time. So you can't just walk in the house and say, how about now? I'm interested now. How about now? You can, but it makes it more fun if there's a little game of it. And that's really what um, Song of Solomon was talking about. Um, Anytime you see the words like garden, gardening, come into the garden, that was their clue. I mean, they they weren't talking about going to the gardening club and planting some tulip bulbs there. Mm -hmm. They were talking about that very private act of intimacy. And so you hear them use that all the way through Song of Solomon. And so it's fun. I think that as you use your code words, then you get braver and then you do say things like, mm-hmm. hey, babe, how about now? We have five minutes. <laughs> right. But it's because it creates the variety that matches the variety of our lives. So like we really started to discover it during our seminar and men are like waffles when we're like spaghetti. Because Pam describes how men relieve stress. They like their favorite easy boxes to go to. And their favorite box is that sex box. It's that free square in the middle of a bingo card that they can get there from every square on their waffle. And 
anytime in that seminar, if we would even come close to talking about sex, the whole audience would yell back, bingo. <laughs> and so one couple and, and bought at the us break, a, yeah, At the break, a couple went out and bought us a little plaque for the wall that said, born to bingo. <laughs> and recently we were on. Um, so now you have your code word, I exactly, guess. Exactly. <laughs> we were on a cruise line doing a seminar, and um, one of the couples hunted down the rec team and bought the shirts off their back that said, Have you been bingoed today to give to us? <laughs> and so that's our. We just slide a bingo card across the table, and that means, Hi, hey, I'm now, interested. I mean, what are some other code words that you've uh, well, come across? One that we heard about came from a pastoral couple. Um, he began to realize, you know what, I've been working really hard have spent a lot of time away from my wife, and we have gotten disconnected. So he talked to his sister and said, would you watch our kids? I, I just need to take my wife out for a day. And so they did. They had breakfast together, and then they took a walk, and they were talking. And, and he could tell, wow, we've really, like, we're a ways away from each other. So he got a picnic lunch and went to a lake, and they just sat and ate and fed ducks with, with the bread. Mm-hmm. And so they just did that, got carried away in conversation, and also it was time to get home because his sister had to get to work. So um, they got to the house. She said, I'll get the kids. You go tell your sister that we're home. So he went in to talk to his sister. And she said, well, how'd it go? He went, oh, it was great. You know, we just went to the park. We fed ducks. And she went, oh, you <laughs> fed the ducks. <laughs> <laughs> so he went to his wife and said, my sister thinks that we were, like, physically intimate, and we call it feeding the ducks. <laughs> so now they use it as a code word. Hey, you want to feed some ducks? So you can have some fun with it. Oh, it's really a lot of fun. Like, if you're kind of shy and you don't even think you could say something out loud, one woman, she just, when her husband was in the shower, you know how the mirror steams up, she would write 1 to 10 how interested she was in Red Hot Monogamy that day. And um, 10 means come right home at lunch, and 1 means you might as well go golfing after work. And so you, you can have a lot lot of fun with that. When one pastor we know noticed that um, every time his wife was in the mood, she happened to wear the same red tank top. So just wearing the color red became um, their code word for red hot monogamy. So it can be anything as long as you agree upon it ahead of time. You know, Bill and Pam are so energetic and creative in the ways that they explain God's great gift of sex in marriage. And uh, Greg and Aaron, let's go ahead and talk about the spiritual dimensions here. Pam said it's God's idea. I mean, that sex was God's idea before anybody else came up with it. What's the spiritual significance of sexuality? Well, it's as it says in Genesis, the two becoming one, God chose the word yada, which means to know. So this deepest level of intimacy and connection that a husband and wife can experience is that sexual union. So literally the two become one. And like Pam was talking about, it's a pretty big deal to God. He gave us an entire book, the Song of Solomon, about this husband and wife, their sexual relationship. I mean, he's created body parts simply, uniquely designed for sex. This is a big deal to him. And thus it should be a big deal for us as well that we are protecting, that that we're growing in, that that we're that we're honoring and yeah. respecting that first you mentioned the verse Hebrews thirteen four about keeping the marriage bed pure. Right before that it says that we should honor marriage. Mm-hmm. So part of honoring marriage is it's not keeping just the... keeping it pure, but also enjoying this amazing gift that God's given us. Yeah. I always find it so amazing that that when we engage in intercourse, that oxytocin is released. Oxytocin is released many different times in our bodies, but I love that it's the bonding hormone. Mm. And you think about what happens during sex that you're bonding with your spouse and God created it 
like that, and that our, our physiological makeup encourages that and causes the bonding mm-hmm. to occur. Yeah. It's amazing to and me. And this is the gift, ideally, in, in God's great design, this is the gift that a spouse alone can give to the other partner in the marriage. It's not like I can get built up by, you know, good conversation with somebody else, but only my spouse in God's design gives me this part of life. Which is why he says again and again that we are to honor and protect this Mm -hmm. and, and to keep this part of our relationship pure. Yeah. And, you know, as Aaron and I counsel couples, I think one of the biggest challenges for couples is that they don't talk about sex. Mm-hmm. And and that's one of the most important things is to continue just to talk about what do we like and not like, um, to talk about what does initiation look like? Who who does that? It, it Just you think about all the different aspects of our sexual relationship and how important it is just to begin to feel comfortable and make it normal. And we're just going to talk. Make it normal Absolutely. and fun. Like the, mm-hmm. I appreciate that about the ferals because this is off limits for a lot of couples, but you should be able to have a good time with it. You should be able to laugh Absolutely. during yeah. sexual intimacy. It's not It's not a not transaction. at the person, yeah. but with. Well, yeah. <laughs> there have been moments when I've, I've wanted to say, are you laughing with me or at me right exactly. now? But we just continued on. So. Well, I would feel very more... inadequate. And I would feel very inadequate all of a sudden. Well, you're going to find a lot of strong, practical, uh, straight-up biblical and honest ways to keep that part of your marriage going strong, to really uh, energize the romance in your marriage. Get a copy of the Farrell's book. It's a great resource, Red Hot Monogamy. It's uh, full of great ideas and some really good kind of uh, basic conversations that you can have with your spouse to get these these matters on the table and discussed and in the open. So uh, make a donation to the ministry today, and we'll send that book to you as our way of saying thanks for joining our support team. If you'd like to just go online and order that, you can do so. You can also take our free marriage assessment at the website, which will help you better understand some of the strengths and maybe weaknesses in your relationship that you can grow in. Information on both of those and more marriage resources are in the show notes. And uh, if I could, please, as we wrap up, just leave a a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get this content. And uh, that feedback really helps us get the word out. And that word of mouth is so important. So thank you for doing that. I'm John Fuller. On behalf of Greg and Aaron and the entire team here, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.